Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. It took me a minute to actually start the recording today, folks, because I was in the middle of laughing and I feel ashamed. I don't, but you know, I feel a little bit bad about the laughter because for me, anyway. What was happening, there's so much, everything's jacked up. Everything in crypto's jacked up. Everything in the world is jacked up. Just overall, everything feels harder. I don't know if I'm singular in that voice, but it feels like everything just seems harder. So let me break down kind of where I was doing, and I'll give a high level of my, my endeavors because that's not where it's coming from now. But with my endeavor, the first one, uh, we're about to do a pretty big presentation tomorrow. This is, I had to invent something that's never been done and it works. It doesn't do exactly what I want, but it's pretty dang cool for what it is. It's certainly better than anything in the system. So that's, I have to get ready for that. And then the second one, right? I, once again, I give an impassioned plea saying I'm here, I'm a resource, use me. And it's not that I want work. It's just, they're paying me a lot of my freaking money. So I'm like, you know, use me and they don't. So it's like a free check. It literally is like a free check every week. And I know it sounds weird me saying that, but I don't want to just take their money without being able to contribute value. I like to add value. I'm not going to drop it because I think it's a good overall, good organization, good people. The person that I work under, he's a good guy and and I, I want to help. I, I truly want to help. So, but right now it's a free check. So financially I'm in a good spot. I've got money in to three different places right now, which is rare, rare. Now it was, it was common back in, you know, 2020, early Q1, but 2021 never, you know, so that's good money in three accounts, tax season's coming up here soon. And I needed to stack some bills for, cause I am going to have a pretty high tax bill because I, I waived. Um, I did the exemption. I wasn't working, you know, this f- for the point of getting taxed. And I do have a lot of deductions. It's just that, the second endeavor, yeah, second endeavor is a W-2. Even though it's a contract, it's a W-2, so I will have some tax burden because they pay me every freaking week. So I'll have to figure that out, but I think I'm okay. Um, overall, I'm ready, and then, of course, with crypto, 
I did, I mean, I had some gains, but I had more losses than gains because I was doing a lot of investment. And of course, that's the one positive of when things go down, they dip and you have losses. And if you know how to do the taxes, you can deal with that. And since everything for me routes through Coinbase, it then reports to this tool. And then the tool spits out a document that just gets filed with my taxes. So this tax filing is going to be interesting though, because I've got my 1099 filing. This will be the first time I've ever done a 1099 filing. So I got to look at that. And then there's the W-2 filing. I know how to do W-2. I've done that for years myself. I do my own taxes if you didn't realize. And then before I had a corp to corp filing or a corp filing LLC. And this year I should not have an LLC because the LLC was pretty much nothing. Null and void, but I think it has a tax bill. So that's unfortunate. And then of course I've got other expenses. As a side, and this is an announcement for everybody, it does not affect the podcast at CryptoTalkRadio.net, but I want everybody to know firsthand. Um, I am debating, banding back and forth. I did the initial outreach to email to try to get the process started, and these idiots have not got back to me, but I'm debating going and just wrapping up a little bit more college just because I can. Uh, more for personal check off the box in this. I don't need it. I make a lot of money as it is, but I figured I would go ahead and just wrap that up especially because I make so much money now that I don't really care about it. And I figure if I have a theory that the school in question, it is a, um, a noted school, it is fully accredited in the whole nine, but I have a feeling that it's not going to be around for very much longer because of acquisitions. So my thought was, I'll just go ahead and go through the process, get the other one done. I can easily knock it out in a couple of months. Cause I already have, you know, say I already have my, you know, one degree. So, I'm planning to do that. And that's my announcement is that may be coming will not affect my recordings because I'm just going to knock it out real quick. It's a, it's a management related degree. So that's all I got on deck there. And then the reason I was laughing right at the front, there's so much that's jacked up. I, I wanted to buy a car. Right. And unfortunately or for me, I feel like we should be at the point where I can literally shop online as if I'm buying from a online store, pick the car I want, they say, here's the ACH information. I ACH a deposit. They confirm the deposit. They say the car is held for me. They, you know, send me digital paperwork. I fill it all out, digitally sign it. And then we, you know, I ACH the rest. And then they, some guy and a buddy drive to my house with my car. I do a quick roundabout, see it's all good. And then buy the car, they drop out the keys and they drive off. That's not the way it works. Every single one of them, every single one of them, it's one of two things. Either they want you to come down to the dealership and you're sitting down there in hours. And I'm not doing that brother, or they'll do it online, but then they're doing stupid, you know, again, credit related nonsense to get in the way. It's like, dude, I've got the cash. Just do a deal where I ACH you the cash and make it work. They won't do it. They have to go to the credit and that's no, or they won't take ACH. They want you to do a cashier's check. My bank is not local. I have to mail off for the cashiers. I need a final dollar amount. They can't do that because they have to calculate all the tax and the docs and the fees and everything else. So it's like, okay, I got the cash and I could just drop and buy the car. And I cannot do because all of them are stuck in the stone ages. Even now it's boggling that none of them took the time, especially with the pandemic to modernize their process. And I'm just frustrated. So that's why I was laughing at the sheer ludicrousness of our state of a thing. Speaking of ludicrousness, let's get into our cryptocurrency, shall we? Of course, we experienced a bit of a crypto crash as pretty severe. We went down quite a good bit. It did recover ever slightly. 
and I'll I'll blame Jim Cramer for the slight recovery because of course if you didn't know Jim Cramer he's on I think it's CNBC and he has a Mad Money whatever and he's he's I would not call him a news person I would not even call him a financial person apparently he came from J.P. Morgan Chase or something he came from something some hedge fund something and he had some past success and so somehow this guy's looked at as a resident expert on all things money. The truth is he's not really that good. And so the running joke is if you place, you know, whether it's stock or crypto, but if you place money down opposite of what he says, it seems to generate something. So like in crypto, we were on a complete downward. And then all of a sudden Jim Cramer said, basically get your money out. Crypto's dead. And the next thing we see is a little bit of a run. Now I can't say for a hundred percent, but that was directly Kramer that caused that. I'm saying that I find it timely and rather interesting that, yes, after Jim Kramer, we saw a little bit of a run-up, and it's it's not major. You know, you wouldn't have made a major amount of money, but, you know, things like Lily Finance are up pretty decent good. And Ethereum right now is rocking eh, just shy of 12, 1260. So that's low, certainly low. It got as high as 1800 a while back. So it is rocking low, and as I look at the graph, it looks like it is trying to fight back up, but as I look at the long play, it looks like it's still on the downward pattern that I estimated, and if you didn't hear it, I'll share it again, and welcome if you're new. But what I said is I believe this one's going to go down, and it's going to go in somewhere in December down beneath the 1,000 mark and even possibly beneath the 900 mark, and my running bet is if it goes beneath the 900, I'll do live karaoke on the YouTube channel, I actually have the song ready because I'm pretty confident this is not going to sustain and it's going to go pretty far down unless something significant changes. I believe that the election results played a factor. I believe that certain people in the government space, which I'm going to talk about here in a bit, are playing a factor. I believe there's a lot of things playing factor. Obviously, there's FTX, which I'll briefly talk about later, and others that are playing factor into why we're seeing so much of the downward momentum. Even Bitcoin, I saw Bitcoin was scheduled to go as low as $11,000-ish or $12,000, one of the two. I can't clearly tell which, but pretty dang far down sometime in the month of December based on its current velocity and the trend. Like even right now, it recovered ever slightly. It's roughly about just shy of seventeen grand, but I see it's trending down is my eyes. Now, certain people on YouTube may emphatically disagree with me and say I'm nuts and don't know what I'm talking about. And that's fine. I'm just calling it like I see it. Uh, I see a strong downward. It's, it's not fun. Uh, the graph I see anyway, and maybe I do get it wrong and hopefully I do. But if you're one of those that, you know, plays the gamble and you see the same thing I see, I'm not saying you do it based on me saying it. I'm saying, if you see the same thing I see, you might choose to basically short it on its way down and make some money. Oh, I wouldn't do it, and I'm not going to. I'm saying if you saw the same thing, that may be a play that you make. Uh, but I do see that everything is going to be going pretty dang far down fast. And then it'll rebound, but not until roughly about mid-2023, based on the velocity and the rate that we're seeing. Because, you know, just to put it in perspective here, as of March 2022, Bitcoin was sitting just shy of 48 grand. Okay, so we're now down at 17 grand. So that's where you see what I'm saying in terms of the speed of drop. That's a huge drop in a very short amount of time for Bitcoin. And this is fresh off of it trying to recover because it was as high as 60 grand just in 
exactly last year, November, it was as high as 60 grand. And now we're down to just under 70 grand. That's, that's scary to me. So although we did a little bit, had a little bit of gains, I just feel that we're going to lose those gains at some point in the future. I am encouraging you to do your own research because that's how you get stronger at this. And I'm only giving my call as I see it, that I think these are going to go down before they go up. Do I think they're going to go up in the long term? Yes. Do I think we're going to repeat 2021? Absolutely not. And I'll say that and others may disagree, but that's what I see. And hopefully I'm wrong, truly. So let's talk about this FTX business. FTX's failure has caused a ripple effect, no pun intended, throughout the crypto space. And many of these are lenders. So they're lenders. And a lot of, the, like I saw on social media, there was a guy and I didn't recognize the company. Believes had called it out. I didn't recognize the company, but apparently it was some hedge fund and they had gone literally YOLO of funds into FDX. And I'm, I asked and didn't, they didn't respond. They're probably embarrassed. It's like, what, what compelled you to YOLO into anyone? If you're going to do hedge fund investments, why would you go all in? on one organization. That doesn't make any sense to me because if you've heard me, I even said, consider whether you have multiple wallets, different purposes for each wallet, because diversification is like the main way that you insulate from risk. And I think it was Blaze that he made the comment. It's like these people, they act like they're experts and pros and really they're just spitballing too. They don't really know. They're learning. I got it. But there are certain fundamentals to investment that have nothing to do with crypto. And it seems like greed is causing a lot of these people to just drop that. And I don't know why. We saw the same thing with Celsius. We saw the same thing with Voyager. Same thing with stable gains. I don't understand this propensity to just YOLO simply because, and I was watching a video, I think it was Bleeze and Rodney, and they were saying, yeah, it's a 20% rate and it's great. Dude, dude. I'm like, over 20%, you're going to YOLO in for 20%? Why would you ever do such a thing? There are people that don't YOLO in when people are offered like 200%. Why would you YOLO over 20%? It makes no sense to me. Anyway, so BlockFi is a crypto lender. They're allegedly going to be preparing for bankruptcy, and they're tying it directly to the failure of FTX. They have started doing the uh, pausing of withdrawals. So if you remember what happened with Voyager, that was a thing that harmed them. And so apparently, I don't know the specifics, but apparently what was divulged by certain sources was that they had money in FTX, but they also had credit line where they owed FTX money. I, I'm sorry. This, when I say that we don't have decentralization, this is a great example. So you got this lender, a, a lender who borrowed money from FTX separate from having deposits on FTX. So it's like a double whammy because not only do you have an undrawn, you know, debt to this organization that failed. So there's that, but you had deposit on there. You don't get the deposit back. The money that you borrowed, I'm assuming you used it for some expenses. You're not going to get that back. So you can't get your money back to make things right. Like, it's just baffling the level of greed where they just jump right into something with no fundamentals and no careful approach. And why are you YOLOing into things? So if you know about BlockFi, if you have anything in BlockFi, then ultimately they you should probably know they pause withdrawals, I'm assuming by now. And I would tell you, this is a great reason why you don't YOLO into one thing, why you want to diversify. And certainly you don't want to leave your cryptocurrency in the hands of somebody else. Understand how custodianship works. Do not leave your crypto in any exchange. 
Don't leave your crypto in any lender. Don't leave all your crypto in some staking. Don't leave all your stuff in third parties. It should be in a wallet that you control and you own until and unless you need to do a quick transact. If you're going to do these things, certainly don't do all of it. It should be throwaway money, money that you're okay losing. Because if you don't, you're going to end up losing it and you won't be happy about it, in my personal opinion. So then with FTX, of course, they got hacked. <laughs> and the hacker, we learned a little bit more. Apparently, this hacker stole so much freaking money, converted out to DAI, and then became the 35th largest Ether holder. Do you understand how bad this is that everything about everything that happened here that Number one, they get hacked, right? Separate from the fact that they're insolvent, separate from the fact that they're trying to chase Binance and fail, separate from the fact that the guy has hair like a female, separate from that, all of this now, so much money was stolen from the thing, like there's no hope. And you're wondering, well, geez, what, what was there to protect? Nothing's there to protect. That's the point. And that's the reason why we should not YOLO into things. It should be money that you're okay losing because this is a risk of something happening when you leave it with a third party. Now, if you're still that risky type person, you want to gamble, I celebrate you as long as you admit that you're a gambler. I've always said, I have no problem with gamblers. Just admit that you gamble because that's what it is when you leave your crypto elsewhere. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to keep you safe. Don't leave your crypto in third parties because that's what's going to happen. And you get idiots like this guy named Charlie Munger, who comes out and says, you know, crypto is a mix of, quote, fraud and delusion. Now, mind you, he's not totally wrong. Is there tons of fraud? Absolutely. Is there delusion? Absolutely. It's the hopium that we talked about. And let's not go to the boo doo 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 That's what he's talking about. He's not wrong, 100%. Here's where he gets it wrong. Quote, Nobody is going to invent a new thing where every 12-year-old kid can become a billionaire or something. Okay, first of all, that actually, billionaire is extreme, but it has happened where something was spun up and it made millionaires. SHIB was one of those things. So was SCAM, which was a different token. Millionaires were made off these tokens. And yes, it could have been somebody who was of a younger age because unfortunately we don't have any age limits on crypto. So yes, it is possible that somebody can invent something that makes somebody a millionaire. That's what drives the hopium. That's what drives the delusion. And largely, that's what drives the fraud is the greed. The greed around the, at least the perception of ease of making a lot of money in a short period of time and with a limited amount of work. Now, here's the other problem with this idiot. He claims that trading crypto might mean that you might have some dementia. All right. If you say that trading crypto means you have dementia, then what you're saying is that some of the most notable players, some of the most notable celebrities, some of the most, some of the biggest banks, we all have dementia. Every single person just has dementia. All these big players had dementia. Come on, dude. And so this is a guy that deserves to be slapped. Again, he's not wrong that there is a delusion and there is fraud, but state your case with strong backing of data don't just come out saying things that are designed to set people off as this guy did. You're just going to simply set yourself up for failure in the long term. So I've talked about the fact that the federal government is trying to lock down cryptocurrency. They don't like it. They don't want it. Well, we learned some more stuff. Very interesting stuff. Sam Bankman Freed, that's the person I refer to as the guy with the female hair, right? Uh, the one that killed the business with FTX. Dresses like a bum. Apparently, 
multiple people in the United States government, these are the people who hate crypto as they state, right, apparently have been associated to this idiot. So what came out, there's two of them. First, Elizabeth Warren, who's a senator, United States Senate. Apparently, this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, this dude, his parents made contributions to the Democrat Party. And his father endorsed a bill proposed by Senator Warren. Well, that's kind of interesting. Now, people in the mainstream have been have been blocking this. They've been filtering it out. They've been cutting it down. And they were not actually be honest about what was really happening. What's happening here is that there's a connection between this guy who killed the business and these senators who have spoken out publicly, at least, critical of cryptocurrency. I'm sorry, there's smoke behind this. So then the mainstream kept kind of suppressing it, not really talking about it. I only learned about it kind of in passing. And I'm like, well, that's kind of shady. And then none of the mainstream wants to talk about this and and it's whatever. It's the same thing that was happening in 2021. These very important critical things are being suppressed and they're being silenced. You got to think about this. Again, I said, Donald Trump, he said himself, he doesn't like crypto. I like the dollar. So he doesn't like cryptocurrency. Melania Trump does. Melania Trump has an NFT line. She's in cryptocurrency. When Melania Trump starts talking about releasing that cryptocurrency, the mainstream media went nuts covering this business, criticizing her for the decision. Whether it was ill thought out or not, that's not the point. The point is they couldn't get enough of Trump in the headlines just because Melania got and NFT, and it was her hat or some stupid garbage. NFTs and cells are garbage. So then this comes out where this dude, this Sam Bankman-Fried, who killed the business, one of the largest exchanges, dresses like a bum, and now he's aligned with the Democrats, and the mainstream doesn't cover it at all. Do you not find that sketchy? Because here's the thing. It so happens she's not the only one, and behind this, there was more connection Now to Gary Gensler. Now it gets really interesting. So then people come out and they're like, okay, something's wrong here. This isn't right. And we think there's something here. And they believe that Gary Gensler had something to do with what failed in the FTX business. This came to surface as part of the whole Ripple business. Like, is it spinning your head how interconnected this is? And yet crypto bros everywhere have the have the nerve to claim that we're descend and they're all decoupled and there's not some methodical plan to try to kill the business. I've been saying for the longest time that I believed that the people who were speaking out were doing it on purpose to kill the business and suppress it and keep it from thriving. Now that you see that there are, are these inklings of evidence that these people were somehow connected with one of the biggest failures recently, don't you find that rather sketchy? And you can tinfoil me all you care to. I find it rather suspicious that it so happens that these senators who publicly talk trash about cryptocurrency are apparently aligned with this one idiot who is not the largest, but certainly one of the largest contributors to a crypto crash we've had in at least two years. Don't you find that sketchy? Let me hit you with something else. Some more analysis was done. And they found out, (laughs) and it was actually acknowledged as such, found out that FTX executives, like people underneath this idiot, had been lobbying for, to, uh, you know, Washington. They've been lobbying for legislation. 
to help their case, to try to keep things on the track. Now, let's draw the line. You've got, apparently, Elizabeth Warren, Warren somehow connected with this female hair idiot. you got, apparently, Gary Gensler somehow connected with this idiot. You've got the executives of this idiot's company, apparently, doing excessive lobbying to that same set of people. Like, at what point do we say, you know what, there's too much smoke here. This is really shady. And why is it that none of this was disclosed until now? Why was it that there was no disclosure from Congress of these connections? Why were there's no mandatory requirement that they come out and say, yes, we are involved with this FTX thing? Because think about it. It's possible that what FTX was doing, whatever that lobbying was, whatever that connection was, whatever the communication was, it's possible that all of that was designed purposely so to influence the market. Like you're talking about doing things and saying, you know what, I think you should talk about this and I think we should push for stable coin. I think we should push for CDBC and all this and designed to trigger failure, designed to trigger down, right? Trigger red so that they can short and then profit. Like you could go on and on with the level of sketchiness that's behind this business. I do encourage you to do your own research in and do the search of just FTX, Elizabeth Warren, Gary Gensler, those three terms. If you search FTX, Elizabeth Warren, Gary Gensler, you're not going to see very much mainstream media talking about it, but you sure are going to get some hits about what's been identified. And I, I challenge anybody to tell me that it's not shady. It should be concerning to any and everybody that's been worrying over the past about this business. The last thing I'm going to cover, and I don't think this is part of the whatever quote unquote conspiracy, but I do think it's shady in of itself. So there were a ton of celebrities who apparently had ties to this FTX as well. We're not talking about just having their money in there. We're talking about deep, you know, pockets, deep lending, deep borrowing, deep things where they were directly associated with it. These celebrities are now running for the hills and they're trying to absolve themselves, just like Kim Kardashian with the Ethereum Max. Man, this is crazy. So, and the list keeps getting longer and longer. The FTX is not going to end anytime soon. And this is why I, part of the reason why I predicted the bear winner. And I don't like talking about it so much, but I do want to at least give some coverage of how deep it is. It's so deep. I haven't finished reading all the different hoops and hooks and links. This idiot and their, you know, drinking, uh, screwing friends out there in the Bahamas and all this. And now this list of, all these agencies that are going after them, but yet there's government people who are aligned with them and lobbying that's coming from the inside and then celebrities. It's just nuts. Everything is nuts. And I don't, there's just too much for me to cover in one episode. I wanted to tell you how bad it is because the biggest thing was this involvement from the current Democrats in our government. And somehow they're associated with this FTX business, which doesn't surprise me, but it's still concerning. It's concerning because we don't know what influence that had on them and the statements they made. Were those statements done not because they believed it, but simply because they were told to, to influence the market and cause losses, to extend the bearer? Like these are all possible scenarios and we're never going to know the truth. And that's sad. It's really unfortunate. My advice to everybody listening to me, understand that this is a reason why I say, not your keys, not your coins. Make sure that everything's in your wallet, safe and secure, unless you need to use an exchange. And most important, don't invest more than you can afford to lose because this is the reason why. Because there are outside factors that you cannot control or predict 
that may cause significant losses. And I don't want anybody to listen to me to lose because of some idiot that has hair like a female or shady, sketchy government business or shady, sketchy celebrity business. You're just a low-level trader. Most people, you're just a low-level trader and you won't know until it's too late. And that's what I don't want to have happen to people. And it keeps happening. And this is why I believed that the bear winter is going to be longer than we thought it should be and why we're due to go even further lower. So if you're still in and you still believe, just understand we're in for some rough times, ladies and gentlemen. I don't see it lightening up in the near future, at least. Hopefully I get it wrong. But as the graph shows me, I, I think we're in for some tough times. And just make sure, don't YOLO into stuff. This is why you don't do it. And make sure your wallet is the go-to for all your cryptocurrency, no matter what. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.